Check, check. The chilling new original docuseries on Paramount+. Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. She's a can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and $15,000 a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control all desire. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Welcome to a new Cards Cast. I'm Cardinal Authority Senior Writer Michael McCamma, joined by publisher Jody Demling. And Jody, we're, we've got a, a whole table of contents of things we're going to try to get to today. We're going to obviously a lot of excitement as the student athletes make their return back on the campus. We're going to touch some football, some football recruiting. We'll touch some basketball, basketball recruiting, maybe some bonus stuff at the end if, if we still have time on this podcast. So let's get right to it. The jam-packed edition of the Cards Cast. And it, Jody, it is getting exciting. It's been it's been months of you know, questions on what's going to happen, not just in the sports world, but all over the place. But now they're starting to, things seems to have taken a, a turn and got the universities saying, hey, when this is when our students are going to be back. And a lot of students are, are student athletes are making their way back to L this weekend. Yeah, mon- Monday will be the big day when, when we get a lot of the guys back in. You know, the football staff has, uh, has opted to bring, uh, you know, that's the crazy thing. The football staff had, and a lot of people don't realize this, I think there were, I think the number was 10. It might have been 12 even uh, uh, guys that uh, that were on campus because of surgeries or rehabilitations of uh, of some sort of injury uh, that happened to them. So they've never really left campus. So uh, Matt Summers and his staff uh, have been busy throughout this uh, pandemic uh, in the shutdown, having guys on campus that uh, that were rehabbing. So I don't think a lot of people really kind of remember that and, re- and, and realize that. Uh, I even do. Heck, that was that was not long before I went in the hospital. I remember we had that in, in a post uh, at yep. some point, and I went back to look for it, and, and it, it, there's just so many posts, and I can't really, I couldn't find it, but I think we even had the names. But I know, uh, you know, guys like Rush East, Rush uh, East. J- Josh Johnson, uh, Tyler Harrow was uh, t- Tyler Harrow was in there. Uh, a couple other defensive guys, I think, that had little minor things uh, that happened. Jack Fago uh, had the surgery. Or mm-hmm. had the uh, the injury in, uh, in 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 spring football. So some guys that were that that are key guys that uh, that were on campus, and they've the football staff has actually picked mainly the starting group and some young guys mixed in uh, with this first thirty. Talked to some other football guys, some of the other incoming guys uh, this week, and they've all said they're going to be probably in that second group. So I think they're going to bring the rest of the newcomers in in that second group. Uh, and they said that they've been told to be, you know, to be ready uh, by the, uh, the the mid to to, to the end of uh, the month of June that they'll be here, uh, you know, before July. So uh, it's good. It's good to have guys back. Basketball, same way. I think uh, I think there's a couple of guys that are here now, uh, not really doing anything, but but they got tested. And in Monday, I think there'll be nine uh, that will be on campus on Monday. Women's basketball, seven or eight, I believe, is what the number is. Uh, I, you know, a lot of things. You don't realize that the travel, I'm not sure like what Marissa Russell's doing. She's from Canada, Michael, and she's been, yeah. you know, obviously in Canada. And and I think there's a travel ban. So we'll have to, well, there's, there's things that they're working through. And I don't think that's the best thing that you don't want to be first uh, and, and have something screw up. So I think to take your time and make sure you get through it, uh, to make sure the safety's there and, and all that kind of stuff. But also, you know, they've never mentioned names. Uh, of who's coming when and who's coming, you know, here and there, 
because I think it's changing all the time because of travel, uh, you know, parents and and graduations and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, really. The uh, I guess we do know of a few because they've told us like obviously we know Mikhail Cunningham is amongst the first group of football. You know, basketball they're getting as many in as they can as possible. We've you know we've we've talked to JJ Trainer and DeAndre Davis. To the, the two freshmen in the class, they're both anticipating uh, being here at the, at the very start of June. So, uh, and it's going to be interesting to, to see how that that process does go. You know, in our conversations with each one of those, we've learned a little bit more what it's going to be like. Obviously, it sounds like there's a, a quarantining period where they're going to kind of stay by themselves. You know, so that if they do come in and they may have something, you know, they're not going to be able to make each other uh, catch something. And and then when once they do emerge, you know, like uh, for football, when they're at a pop or excuse me, Cardinal Stadium. You know they're going to be doing things like when you're at the stadium, wear a mask. You're you've got gloves on. Make sure you're you're following those what Vince Tyree calls those physical distancing, where you you keep your distance from from each other. You know, and then again, just like we're all doing when you when you're not at work, as I do my finger quotes, just go home and keep your distance from everybody as we continue to to overcome this pandemic. So it is going to be curious to see how things move forward. I think the basketball players instead of staying two to their room like they normally will are would normally would i think they're just going to do one to a room uh until things continue to i guess loosen up a little bit as we become more comfortable more testing becomes available and those kind of things so yeah, it, it's exciting it's exciting that they're moving in that direction but certainly it's just not a show up and let's get at it you know no exactly and they're not going to be doing anything until yeah, uh, yeah. until next weekend you know i mean until the seventh or the eighth of the following week they won't be doing anything at all and then when that happens it's only going to be it's only going to be, you know, stretching, lifting, running and that kind of thing. There's not going to be a, a coach or a ball involved and in, in all that kind of stuff. Now, they'll be able to do some other things on their own and they'll be able to do it, you know, in a safe environment. And I think that's the biggest thing. And, and the other thing is, too, especially for football, being that the fact that you're going to, um, you know, we're going to have a at some point probably have a six week period for them to get ready, every team to get ready. Uh, uh, for a season of some sorts with fans or without fans or with limited fans. We don't know yet. Uh, But I think the big thing is this gives um, Louisville a little bit of a leg up in the fact that they can get these guys back on campus and they can get them adjusted back adjusted to being on campus a little bit. And also uh, the whole thing with uh, with the nutrition. I think that's uh, that's the biggest thing uh, when you're talking about a season and getting going uh, you want these guys to have the best nutrition possible. They haven't probably been having that when they're at home. And there's no, I mean, it's it, it's not a knock on who or where or whatever, but you just don't. They're, they're not eating as well at home as they would uh, when they're here on campus. And, and that's just uh, that's just the way things are. So good to have that back, Michael. Uh, also yep. good to have uh, a little bit of a, I, I don't want to say, I, I don't want to get too, anxious and say hey this is this is happening but for the first time in a long time this week i really truly believe that in some form uh we're gonna see football and i don't know that i believe that Uh, obviously my situation's a little different uh i don't remember a week when this whole thing was going on so uh (laughs) that's when i was in the hospital (laughs) uh I, i just don't remember you know i mean i was i was under but uh i still i still think you know from going through this uh virus and having been affected like i have I've been one that haven't really said a whole lot, but I've kind of in the back of my mind thought, I I don't think this is going to happen, but I do think now it's going to happen. I'm not sure how uh, it's going to work, but I do think uh, that there will be a football season. And I think that that is important as we see furloughs and cuts and 
you know, people cut and programs cut and all that kind of good stuff uh, or bad stuff across the country uh, uh, happening. We need football. College athletics yeah. must have football. And I've said that I'll, I'll say this and I've had I've had three people in the media that I'm friends with nationally. And I've had three, uh, two basketball and a football coach, non-Louisville, who I've talked to in the last few weeks. And I've been talking to a lot of people just calling and checking up and, and that kind of thing, have all said, if there is no college football this year, there will be no college basketball. And I totally agree with that. Um, oh, we, 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 need college ba- we need college football to happen to let everything else get, get back to normal a little bit. And I think it's going to happen. Yeah, and, and I agree with you. It does it, and it's it's amazing. You know, we've heard you know throughout the, this pandemic, one of the the things we've heard every week from you know friends, family members, politicians, you know, medical experts is wait another day and things are going to change. And that's you know, if we rewind the clock from when the days the ACC tournament was canceled, it just seems so dark and bleak that you know who knows when we're going to return to sports. Just a couple of weeks ago, you still didn't weren't sure what was going to happen, and now it's starting to seem like okay, college football is going to happen. And then later on, as the weeks continued, how many fans will we have in the stands? And now you're seeing you know multiple different opinions on that as well. So again, you know, wait a couple of days, and and as as we continue to learn more. You know, and I say we, I'm talking about the experts out there, not me and you per se. But, you know, the, more answers continue to, to come unfailed. Uh, you, yeah. mentioned, you mentioned Matt Summers earlier. Um, I thought he had a great quote. Uh, one of our, the guys from the national team at 247 Sports did a, a story on how the protocols are varying uh, for the different universities that are returning their players. And his quote for, for U of L, which, you know, especially with the, the leadership of Vince Tyree, he's kind of been one of the leaders across the country on how to handle the, the shutdown and then how to you know start making your way back. His quote was, we want to crawl, then walk and then run again. That's Matt Summers, U of L's senior director of sports medicine for football. And, and that's exactly the, the, the approach they're taking. I think it's the, the perfect approach. And as we continue to learn more, you know, the sports seem like they're going to happen. Then there's going to be fans. It's you know we're just kind of bystanders and observers to see what's going to happen. But it does seem like things continue to flow in a positive direction as far as getting the games, you know, on the field happening. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, I think you. Um, um, I, I I would say I would say this. I would say um, Matt Summers first of all is an absolute rock star when it comes to. <laughs> Um, what he does in the sports medicine thing. And, you know, the, uh, the, the basketball staff has uh, Fred Hina down there, and he's the same way. The, they're in great hands. The, the, yeah. the, the student athletes uh, at the University of Louisville are in great hands with, with that and with the strength and conditioning, and I'm excited. Uh, turning to football a little bit, we'll, we'll, we're going to talk some basketball in a minute and some, uh, some different things. Michael, f- football-wise, um, <clears throat> we, we think the starters are going to be the ones coming back first. That doesn't mean they're going to get a, a huge advantage, but they're going to get acclimated, as we said, and all that kind of stuff. And I, and I think it's big. Um, I I think that this team, the more I sit and look and think about it, and I've watched some games from last year and all that kind of stuff, I, I'm I'm super confident. Uh, even though Makai was a first round draft pick, uh, a top whatever draft pick, I, I I'm super confident that we're not going to miss a beat up front with, with what they've got. Uh, with that said, um, I think that Renato Brown or Trevor Reed or somebody like that's going to have to step in and play mm-hmm. that spot where, where Tyler Haycraft is. But I went back and watched the bowl game, and I tell you what, Adonis Boone was the yeah. best guy up front for Louisville in that bowl game, 
And, uh, and, and I'm not saying he was better than Makai, but man, oh man, it was like, okay, this guy's been there all year. Oh wait, that's not the same guy because he's not seven inches taller or, six, or <laughs> yeah. five inches taller is and a hundred pounds, a uh, hundred pounds heavier. But, uh, but I'm excited about the running game because of who they've got back. But more than that, because those guys up front. Yeah, you know, and I do. I mean, you look at, you know, Dwayne Ledford, excuse me, and the way he's been, you know, producing offensive linemen, obviously did extremely well, uh, you know, his first year in Louisville, where if you rewind the clock back to their first spring or when they first arrived on campus, you know, Becton was looked at as a potential NFL draft pick, but he certainly wasn't a surefire first round and certainly wasn't a top 15 pick in, in the draft mock drafts at that point. And obviously the uh, working with Leopard paid huge dividends there. And I think that's something you can continue to see as, as the group that he had last year continues to progress guys like Adonis Boone taking the next step. And then you throw in some of these, you know, I think some really talented uh, freshmen that I think will really have an opportunity to push. Um, and then obviously the, the, the grad transfer from UConn, I think they're up, I think they're fine up front came to George. So I think they're up, they're going to be fine up front. And then, you know, to me, if, you, if you're looking at the Louisville offense, I think it's just, you know, get out the oil can, make sure everything's nothing squeaking and make sure it's, it's in good order. And, and from what they had in spring practice, you know, as we heard from uh, Mikhail Cunningham just the other day on a, on a video conference, they were looking really well, Jody. And we knew, you know, we were going out there, you know, talking to these guys after practices. They were looking really well during those first stages of spring ball. And, you know, and, and now with the, with them coming back and the way they're coming back, um, I think they've got an opportunity to kind of oil the, you know, the offense a little up a little bit and throw in some new wrinkles. And I think you're going to continue to see an even more explosive offense this fall. Yeah. And I had a chance this week to, um, um, one of the first things I've really, besides being on our site, one of the first things I've had a chance to do um, um, out there was to, to host a, uh, a Q&A with Coach Satterfield uh, with some donors uh, for Learfield on, on a Zoom call. And, he, you know, he talked about the defense, and he knows the defense is going to be better. They've, you know, this is the first time in five years they've had the same defensive coordinator two years in a row. You're going to hear that a lot, okay? It's going to be almost <laughs> kind of like, did you know Chris Mack's wife play, uh, is from Louisville? It's going to be one of those things uh, that you're, that you're going to hear uh, yeah. You know, a, a ton of times. Or Ryan McMahon was really given to, uh, brought the attention to Ricketino <laughs> by Dick Vitale. It's going to be out. one of those things. But <laughs> it's the first time in five years that they've had the same defensive coordinator. And, and I think he he's excited about that because he knows that Brian Brown is one of the premier young coaches in the country. He's got a great defensive staff and some guys, veteran guys, that are going to get better. But when he started talking about offense, it's almost like he gets giddy right now. Um, he kind of giggles and goes off. And I mean, because not only did they have a lot of guys back and a lot of pieces back, but they got eight spring practices in when nobody else got more than two or three. I think the most I saw that anybody else had in was two. And there was like, uh, I mean, there was like dozens of schools that never started a practice. Zero. They never yeah. had a spring practice. So Louisville is ahead of things. So Louisville this year, it, they're going to be able to expand that playbook more than what they did last year. And, and, and I'm super excited about that. All right. A little recruiting in football, Michael. Um, we hope that we'll be doing a, a commitment piece this weekend. Jere Williams, uh, Louisville has 10 on the board right now in the class of 2021 ranked 31st nationally and literally was sixth and now eighth. And it just goes back and forth because they've just got a, a bunch of ACC schools are right there uh, kind of together 
but Jeray Williams will make a decision this weekend. I've been told it's Saturday. Uh, also heard maybe Sunday. Um, I, 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 it, it's this weekend. It'll happen this weekend. But I think I think it's probably going to be uh, on Saturday of this weekend. And uh, and we expect him to go to the University of Louisville. The crystal ball is uh, is pointing towards that way. It's actually uh, if if uh, it, the, the, it, if there was a weight on it, it would be totally uh, turned towards University of Louisville. Uh, it is uh, unanimous on the crystal ball. The son of Terrence Williams. And uh, and for those asking, I've had a lot of people ask me in messages and that. Uh, and I did some checking and T will is very much a big part of this uh, young man's life. Uh, and uh, matter of fact, I think uh, he lives with T will. Uh, and, and I'm not sure of the family situation, but uh, I had a lot of people asking, you know, is he part of kind of part of his life? And yes, he is very much part of his life. Yeah. And, and obviously an extremely talented kid. Obviously you love getting legacy kids. You don't see him much in, you know, one dad played one sport and son plays another. So, you know, but you'll certainly take it. And I remember back in the, in the T-Wheel days when he was playing for Louisville, how many people said, man, he'd make a great linebacker or a great tight end. Well, his son is a, you know, yeah, or his son's the number 19 outside linebacker, you know, ranked nationally by the 247 sports composite. So, but he's a kid that, you know, even though it's an outside linebacker, Joey, I know you mentioned this uh, the other day in one of your recruiting scoops, he's kind of a versatile type of athlete that, you know, could slide in different spots in that, you know, that a very, you know, attacking Brian Brown defense. Yeah, he, he definitely could. I think they'll play him at the card position. Uh, if, if he does commit uh, this weekend, I think they'll play him at the card position. Um, kind of that Rajay Burns uh, kind of position. Mm-hmm. And, He'd be a really, really good get. Some other names to watch, though, as we move along. Uh, Amari Huggins, Bruce, that we, we've talked a lot about on on the sites. Uh, I think Louisville is, is in good shape for him right now. I think Louisville actually uh, is is in the lead for him. Um, he has said he's going to make a decision at some point. I'm not sure when that's going to be. Um, Caden Fordham, uh, the linebacker, uh, also a couple other linebackers, uh, James Jackson, uh, and Jackson Hamilton, those guys, uh, and, and TJ Quinn is another versatile guy. He's a legacy guy. Those are guys to watch. I think right now, uh, more than, more than anything. Um, it, it's kind of crazy to me because the two positions that I saw last year, that if I was a recruit, I'd be like, man, I want to go play for this guy was tight end and running back. And they seem to be the two positions where they, I won't say they've had trouble getting guys, but where they're in on guys and you think, and you think they might get them and then they go elsewhere and then they have to go down. It's just kind of weird more than anything. Like I understand quarterback. There's four good quarterbacks in the quarterback room right now. And, and honestly, next year, all four of them, if I'm not mistaken, could be back. Right. Yeah. Cause I mean, I guess Puma Puma is probably Puma. gone. No, but but he only played in two games last year, so he this, could get that. Yeah, this is you know, true. If he wanted to get one back, yeah. If he wanted to get one back, so depending on what happens, I means so if 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 I'm another coach, I'm telling quarterbacks, hey, they got four guys that are coming back next year, is is what I'm going at. But if I'm a if I'm a running back, I mean Hawkins and Hall, you've got some other guys, but the other guys are unproven, and you know they they're going to use multiple guys. And if I'm a tight end, I'm going, man, I want to go do what this walk-on did last year. Um, You know, and I think Jordan Dingle and Lawson Albright have been the two top guys at that position for a while. Those are two guys that are going to maybe drag out their recruitment. So so they haven't lost out on them. It's just weird to me that those are the two positions where we haven't heard a ton uh, in in this whole uh, recruiting process. Yeah, and you know, and when you go back to quarterback, and of course, you, you still have the unknown of what McHale's going to do this fall as well. I mean, here's a guy that was a you know banged up second string quarterback, you know, last camp, 
or a year ago, and, and now you know he's got long shot Heisman odds. So you never know what type of year the, he's going to have and, and what his decision following that year could be. But you know some possibilities there at quarterback as well. But when you look at it, that is kind of one of those areas you know that that you do wonder who they're going to land. And clearly, one of the top names right now is Shadur Sanders, Deion Sanders. Uh, you know. Son obviously he plays for out Trinity Christian in Cedar Hill, Texas. A guy that Louisville and many others want. He keeps things pretty close to vest. Um, we talked to him, uh, I guess about a month ago or so, and, and like the Cardinals, uh, you know, wasn't hesitant about you know sharing his thoughts about Louisville. But the Cardinals have recently, you know, extended a couple more you know scholarship offers. Justin Lampson's a kid that seems like he's really starting to pick up interest. UCLA starting to get a little more involved with them as well. A kid out in, in California. So looking forward to seeing how that progresses as well as a couple others that they've recently extended offers for. But certainly um, a lot of positive momentum. Uh, again, a lot could be pointing uh, to continued momentum on Saturday, depending on uh, if Williams makes his decision on Saturday or Sunday. But you've got to like where they are right now, especially looking at their, you know, their history of what they did last year. And you got to think this is a class that's, you know, looks like it's a top 30, could flirt with top 25 class if this momentum continues on this direction. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I think uh, I, I think this class will end up, I do think this class will end up being, uh, you know, in uh, the top uh, in the top 30 for sure. Uh, the numbers are going to get better. I mean, obviously the numbers are going to get better because um, the it, it's just the way, uh, w- when you get more kids, I mean, because I was just looking like, oh, I think, I think Ohio State's number one right now, but I think do they have like 18. I think they have like 18 commitments. I was trying to look and see. Uh, but with Jeray Williams, if he does yes, sign up, do. by the way, um, if he does commit, it's he's a he's a straight up 90 on the composite um, is is what he uh, that's where he checks in. And, you know, to be quite honest, there's not a ton of guys that are over 90 that have come into Louisville on the composite. Um, and, and it's just, that's just the way, uh, Louisville recruiting is. And I think if I'm not mistaken, it, it only goes, I think there's only about 18 or 19 and, and in, in those 18 or 19, you're including some guys that never showed up, you know, you're including Jarius Brents who never showed up Colin Wilson, who played a little bit, but then, but then left and, and was out of here, uh, back in Oh two, there was a few guys that, that, that Oh two, Oh three, Oh four class, uh, right when this thing started, uh, there were a few guys that uh, that signed or came to Louisville, but then never showed up as well. So uh, you're really talking about, uh, you know, Jeray Williams being one of like maybe the top 15 recruits in, in the composite uh, rankings that, that Louisville's ever had. So you can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. All right, so to shift gears a little bit to uh, to basketball um, and basketball recruiting wise, yeah, still nothing on that last uh, that last scholarship. You know, they're they're gonna wait. They're gonna be very patient, and they're not it's not gonna take anybody. It's gonna have to be um, a, a perfect fit. You know, there's been a lot of grad transfers here recently that people have asked about, uh, but I would point to the perfect fit thing. And uh, and say some of them uh, haven't been the perfect fit or a lot of them haven't been the perfect fit. So uh, if they don't they feel like they've got really good chemistry with the group that they've got next year coming back. Um, and 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 
I think you just gotta you gotta be patient, and that's what it's that's the way it is. We still see two or three guys doing the grad transfer thing every single day. You know, as yeah. uh, as yeah. as we get closer to the draft, you're gonna see some guys back out of the draft, and you know, it might be that a guy backs out of a draft and goes back to school A, and then somebody else at school A is like, you know what, he's coming back. I'm out of here. You I'm know out. What I mean? So <laughs> it, it it's a it's a it's an ever flowing process. Um, when we get to baseball in a minute, we'll we'll talk about crazy proce- process. That's a crazy process. This yeah. is just ever flowing, and you know that there's going to be guys there. As far as uh, recruiting goes, um, you know they've turned the heat up on on some guys a little bit, I think. And and when I say that, I don't mean that they they're asking them to commit or they're telling them to commit because it's it's so weird with this class of 2021. I, if I was a high school coach. I wouldn't I would I would tell my kid not to commit. I would tell my my kid to wait until you get to go on campus. There's no reason for some of these kids to commit with basketball. Now, with football, the football season's going to be going on. Visits are going to be harder to get to uh, between now and December. You're not going to be able to get a ton of visits going on because if they do play high school football, guys yeah. can't go on official visits or they have to that be very creative with, uh, you know, with that. Um, you know, I, I looked at, at Mayo, Trinity and St. X around here. And if they play their schedules the way they are, their bye weeks are are in really weird weeks. And like uh, like, you know, say Mayo, for example, when their bye week is, you know, if a kid if they've got a recruit that wants to go on an official visit, uh, you know, Louisville might be away or Kentucky might be away or Tennessee might be. away. So you've got to be. It, it, it with football, they almost have to commit now, take a spot and then and then reassess if they want to go elsewhere with basketball. I would I would not commit. I wouldn't do it. Louisville has one in that class. Uh, and Michael, they need a center. They really do need a center. Yeah, they do. Um, and, and of course, you've done a great job, you know, recently updating the, the big boards for the class of. 2021 and 2022, which you can get obviously at the Cardinal Authority Insiders Forum uh, and get a lowdown on really, you know, all the, the primary targets that they're they're currently looking at. And Jody, I, I find it, I like your comments about the high school stuff, you know, recruits when it comes to basketball it makes total sense. I mean, this is a, basically a time of year when they should be showing themselves off and not committing. So it, it's, that makes sense. But when you look at, the, you know, somebody like L. Ellis, how do you think it impacts them? I and mean, here is a, a junior college guy down at Tallahassee Community College that is really, you know, once Louisville offered, it seems like everybody else said, hey, we need to go look at this kid. But, you know, when you got a guy in community college, obviously it's a different landscape for them. You know, how does a guy like that go through this process, you think? Yeah, I still think that if, if, you, if, you, if you operate under the assumption, which is all we can do right now, under the assumption that there's going to be a football season of some sorts, then you have to kind of have the assumption that, okay, there's going to be visits of some sort. I mean, I don't know what they're going to be, but – but I think even if you're L. Ellis, you've got to take the chance that in September and early October, before the JUCO season begins in October, there are probably four or five, maybe even six weeks. I don't know. I don't know the calendar, but there are weeks where he can get five official visits in. So that's what, like Jalen Worley is one of the Louisville's top targets. He is the uh, he is the point guard from Norristown, Pennsylvania. He's one of he and L. Ellis are are probably two of the top three targets at the point guard position with J.D. Davidson. Warley's going to na- narrow his list to seven coming up here. I think he said June 7th. I expect Louisville will be on that list. Uh, I'd be surprised if Louisville isn't on that list. But but I think that's what you'll see with these recruits in basketball is you'll see mm-hmm. a lot of guys narrowing their list down and then trying to sneak in five visits bef- be- between the beginning of their school year 
and when and when they can uh, and, and when they can sign in November uh, coming up in November. So there's plenty of time for that, you know. And really, when you think about it, it's plenty of time for football. It's just the whole thing of uh, playing. And some high school coaches don't like them to miss. I mean, they're, they're, you're not going to miss a a weekend before a big game. You know what I mean? You're, it's just it's yeah. just the way. Yeah, that's just the way it is. So. With basketball, I think there's time, and you know, like Jalen's gonna gonna make that decision to to narrow it down, and, and he's announced that and he's gonna do it on June 7th. So I think we'll see a lot of that uh, going on. L. Ellis, Jalen Worley, J.D. Davidson, the main targets there uh, at the point guard position, and then Efton Reed and Roosevelt Wheeler are the two guys, um, the big big guys. They're both uh, 6'10". Uh, they're both from uh, from over in Virginia. Uh, Reed, I think it's Louisville and Virginia. It's going to be hard to get him away from Virginia. Virginia did a good job. He came to visit Louisville, an official visit to Louisville. I think it was the Virginia Tech game. It was a second weekend, uh, the second to last weekend of the season. And then the next week, I go to I was at Virginia and I was doing radio and I walked down and I'm like, oh, there's Efton Reed and his mom. They're on an official visit, to, <laughs> his junior visit to Virginia the next week. So they did a good job of of getting him there right away. Um, you know, and, and he, but, but Louisville's in the mix and they had a good zoom call with him uh, last night. And, uh, I don't think he'll reclassify. A lot of people thought maybe he will. I don't think he will. Uh, but Roosevelt Wheeler's another one too. That wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, uh, pass up on him if they can get him. He's really, really talented. Uh, and, and I think Louisville's, uh, is, is in the mix with him as well. You know, some other guys, obviously Trey Kaufman. Um, I, like I've said before on the thing. It would not shock me. And as a matter of fact, if I had to do a crystal ball right now, I would say Indiana. But I would say a one or a two on confidence because I think there are other schools still involved. And I think Louisville uh, is one of those schools still involved. And and, and the process is far from being over. Uh, Aminu Muhammad is there as well. And then uh, and then David David Jones, Dave Eyes is what they call him. He's a kid um, that I think uh, he's. um, I, I think he's got a really good chance. Louisville's got a really good chance with him. He's a six foot six shooting guard uh, from West Virginia, and he's got a lot of interest. But in the last couple of weeks, uh, the interest has really picked up between he and Louisville. Uh, Dino Gaudio leading that uh, uh, that recruitment. But uh, I know Coach Mack's been in, in contact with him, and, and they've got a shot. So, Michael, it's going to be a good class. It started off with Bryce Hopkins. Bryce Hopkins is an absolute stud. And it's going to be a good class, but it's going to be a difficult class because of that cloud hanging over Louisville. Certainly. So really, when it comes to hoops recruiting, you know, patience is the word. You know, yeah, whether it totally it's, is. You know, I mean, whether it's because of the pandemic or the cloud that, that's hanging around, uh, it's, it's got to be patient. You know, yeah, and you totally it, do. it's and, Louisville and basketball. Thing, you know, and, go ahead. And the other thing is just patience with it all, because like I said, this is a new world out there. As far as grad transfers, as far as you know all that, I mean, I had a I had a head Division One head coach at a Power Five school. I was talking to him a couple of weeks ago, and in in uh, it was this is not Chris Mack, so it's, uh, don't even don't even act, act like it. I, I'm I'm just going to say that. But a Power Five head coach, and he told me he goes, you know what, Jody? He goes, I might not even recruit high school kids anymore. And I'm like, what? And he goes, well. There's 800 names in the grad in the transfer portal. Why why would I? You know, I mean, maybe yeah. we get a guy here or there, or you know, somebody that wants to come. He's like, but but this is, uh, you know, it, it's going to be interesting moving forward uh, to see how everything that has changed with well, I mean, also with Zoom and things like that, um, how it has all changed recruiting and how the coaches. Uh, react to uh, everybody being in the in kind of in the transfer portal. So it's 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 a new world, Michael. 
Oh, it is. I mean, you got the virtual visits and all that. So uh, it's it's going to be interesting to see how it all unfolds over the, the next few months and things like that. Because certainly you want, you know, kids want the opportunity to show off themselves, you know, at like the AAU events. And, and so have not having that, those type of events certainly are impacting things quite a bit as well. So it's forcing coaches to, to go look at tape and, uh, you know, and more get more creative as well. So, but yeah, just be patient, really. Yep. Um, <laughs> All right, so today should be – we should be at Jim Patterson Stadium right now. Uh, today's yeah. the opening day – would have been the opening day of the regionals uh, of the of the NCAA tournament, and that just stinks, the fact that uh, here we are and uh, we're not there. You know what I mean? So yeah, um, little, I've been little, depressed little, all week. So. Yeah, uh, D1 Baseball did a mock of what they thought it would be – the bracket would look like, and Louisville was the number two overall seed. And honestly, I can't, I can't say I disagree with them because of what – we saw early in the year and, and what yeah. Louisville had. Um, but I want to go um, in the course of the next couple of weeks, we're doing these Q and A's with incoming guys. And I did, I got a qu- hold of quite a few of the baseball guys because we really hadn't heard from them a whole lot. Uh, we're going to do some stuff with the draft. June 10th is the, is the draft. Um, we expect Bobby Miller uh, to be top 10, 11, maybe might, he might drop to 11, uh, but I think he'll be probably in the top 10. And we think that Bobby, I mean, that, that was Reed Detmers, I'm sorry. And we think Bobby Miller will be uh, in the top 30, somewhere right around 28, 28, 29, 30, 31 uh, for him. We, at this point, it doesn't look like Louisville's losing anybody else, um, you know, to the draft. Maybe one of the recruits, A.J. Vukovic, who is a corner infielder, would be a huge addition if they could get him. Um, uh, but it looks like he's kind of in the middle and, and, and might go, but, uh, but may not get drafted high enough, but it looks like they're going to get everybody else back, Michael. And that's going to be, that's going to mean that Louisville's not only going to be loaded next year, but they're going to have a lot of decisions to make in the fall and in the spring, just on who is on the roster. Yeah. I mean, you, you bring the talent back that they're potentially bringing back. And, and certainly those two pitchers, are a huge blow uh, to your team. I mean, those are two of the, obviously, two of the best starting pitchers uh, nationally. So those are certainly big holes to fill, uh, you know, but when you look at the way they've recruited and the classes they've got coming in and the way, you know, that, that Dan and Roger and his group and, the, and their group, you know, produce or uh, develop players, you know, they're going to get some guys to slide in there as they always do. But you return as many, uh, as much talent as they, that they're expecting to get back, bringing in those classes, then, you know, there's there's going to be a ripple effect, you would expect. I mean, there's going to be some young kids that are going to be, ah, that spot that I thought may, you know, that was going to be there may not. You know, mm-hmm. so it's going to be interesting to see how much of that uh, comes into effect. One thing I think that Lula has working in his favor is the way Dan McDonald's been running his program for years is it really didn't matter how highly rated a recruiting class was. Most of them would sit um, you know, and play, you know, occasionally play behind you know, the guys ahead of them, there was very few, you know, you know, instances where a true freshman came in and really took over. Um, and I suspect all the, a lot of these recruits understand that coming in. But still, when you see somebody coming back at your spot and thought, OK, I might get in 20, 25 games this year and this guy's coming back, that's probably going to fall to zero. How will that ripple effect, you know, you know, pan out? We'll see, you know, but certainly for Dan McDonald and his staff, like you said, a lot of a lot of questions, a lot of decisions that are going to be made uh, moving forward. But, you know. It's a position you'd rather be in than a, the other way around, that's for sure. We know two guys have already entered the transfer portal. Um, uh, uh, Andrew Benefield, who 
yep. was kind of one of the guys that was most talked about nationally in the summer leagues last year, uh, yeah. headed into the year, but he just never he played he played some and he was and he was pretty good when he was in there. But I Did think well. he just looked. Yeah. I just think he looked and he said, you know, Alex Benellas, Metzinger came in and played a good third base. You know, you yeah. got a guy like. Um, you know, you got a guy like Cooper Bowman, who is a stud, who's probably going to come in and be the store, the starting shortstop um, uh, out of Juco. Timmy Borden played well when he was when he infielder, um, you know, Lucas Dunn's probably going to come back. Jared Poland, Christian Napchik is a uh, incoming freshman who uh, they say is kind of a mix between uh, who, who I had somebody nationally tell me he's he's a Devin Hairston defender type. Uh, with Tyler Fitzgerald's kind of moxie or whatever. And I'm just like, whoa, combine those two and you get a stud. So, um, you know, when, when you look at it, I, I think that Benefield thought, okay, I don't, I don't really have a spot, so I'm going to go elsewhere. And, 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 and good for him to, to want to go play. And Shane Harris, who's a, a right-handed pitcher, uh, was a freshman last year. He entered the portal this week. So I think you're going to see a lot more of this. Um, you know, when, when the draft ends and all these guys – that didn't get drafted decide to come back and they all know this it's going to be like the wild wild west in baseball there is going to be transfers and uh, it's crazy how it's going to be uh but i'm excited michael i'm going to do i'm going to try to do something next week super regional i'm going to try to do a uh, i'm I, I haven't even told you this so i'm going to i'm going to try to have I'm you excited. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to have you try to do super regional. I'm going to have you try to do a Louisville baseball team like from the last decade, like the all time team kind of from the last decade. We'll we'll try yep. to do that. We'll do some input on it. And then you can do some input with me. And we're going to try to come up with a starting lineup, including the three pitchers for next year. And I just was starting to look at it last night. And I had three pitchers that are all three Juco guys uh, that all three played on the same Juco team a couple of years ago in Louisville's weekend rotation. I'm not sure that that'll be the case, uh, <laughs> but if Luke Smith comes back, you know he's going to be the number one pitcher oh, yeah. uh, next year. And there's two Juco guys that were teammates of his uh, coming in that uh, that are highly regarded. So we'll do that next week. And, and I'm kind of excited to do that because we need a little baseball in our life. This is supposed to be baseball time. Yes, it was. You know, I've uh, you know, I've had my back bags packed, you know, for months, you know, for the for the trip back out to, to Omaha. So a little depressed about that fact. But, yeah, it's going to be, you know, we'll, we'll try to have some fun with baseball. Looking forward to it. You know, maybe some super regional and some Omaha memories we can toss in there as well. So um, do want to remind everybody before we do let you go. Um, if, if you can go to you know, your favorite podcast outlet, whether you're listening to us through Apple or Spotify, whatever it might be, you know, give us a positive review, share with your friends. And, and we appreciate you listening. We've had a, a great response to the, the cards cast and we'd love to continue to make it grow for everybody. Yep. No doubt about it. We hope we'll be doing a commitment edition at some point this right. weekend. Uh, we will do the commitments uh, each and every time uh, that uh, football and men's basketball get a commitment and, and, and for the bigger ones on some other sports as well, too. And uh, we'll be back with our normal cards cast next Friday for Michael McCammon. I am Jody Demling. Uh, keep, uh, Keep reading, keep clicking, and uh, keep uh, we'll keep you posted on all things that are University of Louisville sports here on the Cardscast. We'll see you next week. On May 23rd. I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? 
A baby antichrist? Okie dokie. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil. The final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount+.